The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 233rd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and events of the week that I attended. Also, we will be joined later by some guests. So for now, starting off, my highlight of the week is simply being in the month of April, which is the best sports month of the year, with the NBA and NHL playoffs getting underway this month, and also features... uh, ushering in of the start of the Major League Baseball season, the Masters, of course, and the historic college basketball championship games of this year, with Villanova and UConn winning it all. That leads into my event of the week, which was watching the Celtics win the other night at the Boston Garden, and it was just simply a great event to be at. Uh, they played the New Orleans Pelicans, who gave them all they could handle. The Celtics were coming off uh, a big West Coast road trip with uh, with the signature win of the season, if not the past few seasons, of uh, beating the Golden State Warriors, uh, which was just an awesome victory for that franchise. Uh, they snapped the Warriors' record-breaking uh, 54 home game winning streak, I believe it was, and literally shocked the basketball world by going out to Oakland and winning at the Oracle Arena. It was uh, just an amazing victory by the Celtics. They, uh, you know, they just delivered at the end. They hung in there. They pretty much held lead throughout most of the game and became the first team this year to. Uh, finally beat the Warriors at home and to just uh, hold them off at the end. Warriors had a last-second shot. Uh, In fact, they had two shots at the end, but they didn't go down, and and that was that. And the Celtics Celtics came home with a victory and 
can't imagine a more perfect way to uh, to get in playoff mode uh, better than beating the Warriors, being the first team to beat the Warriors out in Oracle in 14 months, which is just stunning, uh, to say the least. Um, so, fast forward to the game I attended this week at the Garden, and uh, it was just terrific. Uh, again, Isaiah Thomas uh, is simply a budding superstar. He had 32 points, uh, and he his offensive repertoire is uh, really like no other. He's only about five feet eight, uh, lefty, and uh, whether he's shooting from the outside or driving inside, where he just uh, has all the moves and is just seemingly able to get his shot up and off and often in uh, better than any player his size in the NBA. Uh, he's just remarkable to watch in person. I could not have been more impressed. It was my second Celtic game that I've been to this year, and uh, and the crowd was really, really into it. It was a welcome home of sorts after their West Coast swing, of course, including the Golden State victory. And uh, so, yeah, playoff ready, to say the least. Uh, so it should be fun, no doubt about it. Uh, the Garden was also the place to be. Uh, hosting the ISU World Figure Skating Championships. And it was just a huge hit. Uh, Boston turned out big time with sellout crowds, banging out the garden. And I really loved covering the event. Uh, best way I can say it is it was like covering the Olympics. Um, and haven't ever covered the Olympics before, but uh, covering the World Figure Skating Championships really gave me a clue as to what it must be like. There was just athletes and media and fans, of course, from dozens of different countries, uh, creating just a really unique atmosphere, both inside the garden and, and really on the streets of Boston. Uh, particularly all around the garden. It was just uh, so much fun to be around and then to just watch these skaters uh, and their athleticism, their grace. Uh, it was really a pleasure to behold. Uh, so hopefully that will be the beginning of what will someday lead to actually covering the Olympics, uh, summer or winter. Uh, I just, again, just got my first taste. I've done a lot of, uh, soccer, international soccer events, but I'd never done world figure skating before. So it was just really, really a neat, neat experience. And, uh, one that I would love to do again in the future. My bizarre news item of the week was North Carolina's Marcus Page hitting literally the impossible three point shot for the ages to tie the national championship game, only to have this shot for the ages forgotten within five seconds as Chris Jenkins uh, hit the game winner. Uh, Three-pointer, 
It was a play that will live forever. Ryan DiArchin, well, we all know his last name. Tough one to pronounce. Archer Diacono, there we go. Uh, bringing the ball up the court. Uh, clearly, he was the first option. Uh, he already had 16 points in the game, and he, uh, you know, astutely uh, passed off to Jenkins, who inbounded the ball. He was the trailer, and uh, and Jenkins just drained it. Uh, I was so impressed by what a sweet shot he has for being a big man, and uh, it was just one of the great uh, shots, if not the greatest shot in the history of the NCAA tournament. Uh, it was undoubtedly the best five seconds in the history of the tournament, maybe the best five seconds in the history of college basketball, starting with Marcus Page's impossible three-pointer and ending with Chris Jenkins' game winner for the national championship. Let that sink in for a while. And then, uh, and, and then, you know, it was just, uh, you know, Remarkable to watch, especially to see uh, Page's wild shot basically rendered meaningless and will, and will generally be forgotten, um, you know, in the wake of, uh, in the wake of the fabulous shot by, uh, by Chris Jenkins. It will live forever, and it was just awesome. My low light of the week was Ernie Els, of all people, uh, six-putting the first hole of the Masters for a nine. It was first recorded as a ten. Changed to a nine, doesn't matter. Either way, it was the highest first hole score ever. Uh, five or so of those putts were from less than two feet. Uh, you know, you, you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. It was just uh, utterly remarkable. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, amazing to, uh, to watch. Ernie Ells is one of the most likable players on tour. And uh, obviously, uh, it was just sad. But I will say this. Uh, Anybody who has ever golfed can empathize with what he was going through, as shocking as it was, because we've all been there. So now let's take our break, and we'll have lots more to get to on the other side of the break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and it's my pleasure to welcome today Mike Antolini, Tournament Director for the Deutsche Bank Golf Championship, which is held every Labor Day weekend up here in the Boston area. And Mike, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me, John. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you, and uh, the timing is, of course, perfect because uh, it's Masters Week when golf really gets going. And uh, so I just wanted to start with your thoughts on uh, on this national treasure that we call the Masters. <laughs> it is always a, a great week and really a special week in the world of, of golf and in our world. Aside from, uh, as you mentioned, really marking kind of the unofficial start of the, the golf season, um, as long as this the snow kind of finally melts uh, up in our world, it is uh, it is always a pleasure to uh, to tune into um, Augusta National Golf Club and, and and watch what happens inside the the hollow grounds of of Augusta National. So um, you know, it looks like you know Jordan certainly off to a, a great great start to the to the tournament, and um, you know, a few heavy hitters, Justin Rose and Jason Day. Are lurking, but lot of lot of golf left, of course. So it will be uh, it will be interesting. I guess they, you know they don't say it doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday. So we'll see what happens. Well, exactly right. It's going to be great to watch. Uh, I had the pleasure of attending a practice round in 2009, the Tuesday of Masters Week, and uh, unforgettable experience. It's definitely should be a a bucket list for anybody who's ever picked up a golf club. Uh, I walked the grounds twice throughout the day, and uh, I'll never forget it. A really special place, to say the least. Sure is. 
No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it's really the beginning of, again, as you said, the, the, the golf season in general. But it's also the beginning of what is really going to be a huge event year. Uh, with golf returning to the Summer Olympics down in Rio de Janeiro in August. And then the very next month, the Ryder Cup is back here in the United States. going to be held in Minnesota this year. So I was very interested to get your thoughts on uh, those two big events. Well, John, you mentioned it, it, it is going to be a packed year. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's been another year. I know, obviously, this is golf's return to the Olympics in, um, in some time, but I, I can't remember another year where um, there has been so much kind of packed into the schedule. You obviously have the four majors with a, a condensed schedule this year uh, surrounding those because of the Olympics. Um, you have the Ryder Cup, which always is a, a point of uh, a point a point of emphasis for any uh, golf and sports fan. And then, of course, we have the FedEx Cup playoffs, which you know Deutsche Bank Championship is proud to be a part of, entering uh, the tenth year of the FedEx Cup playoffs this year. So um, it, it's really for a golf fan and a sports fan. Uh, there's a lot to like, and I think that. When you look at what is happening on the PGA Tour week in and week out with the world's best players uh, seemingly every week uh, playing at their best and, and raising the trophy on, on Sunday, or in our case, DBC Championship uh, Labor Day Monday, as Ricky did last year, it's, uh, it's, a pretty, um, it's a pretty fortunate position to be in if you're a, if you're a fan uh, of the PGA Tour, and, and we're fortunate to be a part of it. Oh, absolutely. Well, your tournament has uh, found its place into the New England sporting consciousness. Not an easy thing to do. Labor Day weekend, it's just become uh, a tradition. I've had the pleasure of attending and or covering uh, most every year of the tournament. I only live about uh, 20 minutes away or so from TPC Norton and Last year was a real highlight. You mentioned Ricky Fowler, and uh, I was in the media uh, tent after he won the tournament, and lo and behold, he sent over a case of champagne and then came over personally uh, for a champagne toast to the media within minutes after winning the tournament that Labor Day Monday, and it was frankly one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, so I just loved it, so... That told me volumes about the PGA Tour in general and Ricky Fowler in particular. Yeah, really a, a great young star on the tour. And, uh, and, and as, our, as our defending champion, he's representing the Deutsche Bank Championship uh, very well. And it's great to see, um, great to see him continue to have, uh, have success. And we look forward to welcoming not only him, but uh, 99 of the other top 100 players in the, in the world on the PGA Tour uh, to TBC Boston for the Deutsche Bank Championship, so it's it's a star-studded uh, week as it normally uh, as it always is, and uh, it's just one of the many components that makes the DBC special in our minds. Oh, absolutely special! Well, again, it's the only tournament of the year that ends on a Monday. That right right off the bat makes it unique, and uh, it's good timing with your call because tickets literally went on sale this week. And uh, I'd love to just really get your, uh, all your thoughts on, you know, the, the week's activities. You always uh, have new and interesting things going on every year, the hospitality venues, the fan experience enhancements, 
and everything that uh, spectators and even those on t- watching on TV can uh, look forward to this year. Yeah, happy New John's. We're very excited about tickets going on sale. Um, certainly so, uh, uh, many early bird incentive offers. So for your listeners who plan on spending Labor Day weekend and week with us, we encourage everyone to visit our website at dbchampionship.com and, and take a look because we, we, do, uh, we do sell out in certain areas. The Champions Club on 17th Fairway is an upgraded spectator pavilion um, that not only has beautiful views of the 17th approach shot, but uh, upgraded food and beverage. We have uh, many sponsorship options. We have the Wedgwood Club on 17T that's always kind of the, the happening place uh, for at the, the tournament all week. And then we're very excited to be introducing new this year uh, stadium seats at 16 Green. And these are reserve seats, which we introduced reserve seats last year to the DBC, but not on 16 Green, not on the iconic signature hole that, if you remember, and I know you will, uh, was really the turning point of the tournament last year when, when Henrik um, you know, came up about a half a club short and, uh, and Ricky, for the first time, uh, kind of seized the, the lead and, and never gave it up uh, on the back nine on Labor Day Monday. So uh, what our stadium seats are, these are literally reserved seats. So you have that seat for uh, the day or the week. And, uh, and you have a great spot to not only view all the action on 16, but you can kind of roam around the grounds carefree and know that that seat's waiting for you when you want to kind of settle into it and watch all the action come through the par 3 16th. You certainly picked the right spot because the 16th tee on Monday late afternoon is where I've often gone. It's often where the tournament has turned, and it certainly did in a big way. This past year, uh, you know, it's a par three over the water. There's just nothing like it. And, uh, yeah, it was just a wonderful experience. I was, had the good fortune in covering the tournament to be literally inside the ropes. And so I was uh, just right there at the edge of the green for, you know, for what Henrik did uh, and, of course, what Ricky did. And uh, many years, if not most years, it's just, again, where the tournament turns, but none as dramatic as last year. It was really just something to behold up close and personal. Yeah, no, it, it, it certainly was. And, um, and this year promises to be, uh, to be just as exciting. If, if you look back uh, across the, the, the past deep Deutsche Bank championships, um, a couple of things in common. It's always exciting coming down the, the stretch. And it always has uh, great winners um, that go on after the DBC to, to really use the DBC as a, as, a, um, as a feather in their cap. And I think it catapults them uh, to, to newer heights um, on the PGA Tour. And it's, it's great to see um, our champions succeed on the tour. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to get to welcome them back uh, you know, during the Labor Day week and in the DBC. So it's going to be, it's going to be another uh, fantastic week of golf here at TBC Boston. Oh, no doubt about it. And, of course, the Deutsche Bank Championship is affiliated with the uh, Tiger Woods Foundation, has been for the past number of years. And uh, so maybe you could just take a minute and, and talk about that relationship as well. Sure. So we're very proud to serve as the host organization for the, for the DBC 
uh, the Tiger Woods Foundation. We're actually celebrating our 20th year anniversary this year, so it's a banner year for us, and uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to activating that throughout the year and celebrating um, throughout the year. Uh, but for the DBC's perspective, um, the tournament benefits the Foundation's Earl Wood Scholarship Program uh, here in, in, in Boston in the New England area. We're very uh, proud to have uh, 15 local area students from, uh, from the New England and Boston region as part of our Earl Wood Scholarship Program. And, and wh- what this program is, is it's underserved, graduating high school students that have high potential. We help them unlock that potential by welcoming them into our program, providing them with access to internships and dedicated workshops and uh, tuition assistance. But most importantly, we assign each of our scholars with a dedicated mentor because 90% of our scholars are first-generation college students. They're the first in their family to ever go uh, to college and graduate college. Um, so, so the journey through college is, uh, was a previously an unknown path, and these mentors help them, and we're very proud to have a 100% graduation rate for all of our scholars, uh, more than 130 nationwide, but 15 here in the Boston uh, community. And uh, tomorrow, actually, tomorrow morning is one of the, the brightest days of the year uh, for me personally because it's actually the, the day where we interview uh, the incoming uh, Earlwood Scholar candidates in Boston, and it, it, really, uh, it really kind of puts a, a, a great bow on everything that we're able to, uh, to work on and dedicate our time to with the DBC to know that at the end of the day we're helping the community, we're helping kids, and, uh, and, and really being a, a, a leader in the community. Yes, it is. It's very special, uh, no doubt about it. And the Tiger Woods Foundation has a couple of other tournaments throughout the year. It's not just the Deutsche Bank. Uh, I believe you do uh, Quicken Loans, and I think that's it's right. back, at, back at Congressional this year in Bethesda, right outside D.C., correct? Yep, that's right. Quicken Loans National, June 20th through the 26th, uh, back at our home. Actually, that, that tournament celebrating its 10th year. Uh, anniversary as well this year, so we're we're very ex- excited about that. Um, you know, congressional it's just a, a a great a great course. The players love it. It means certainly means something to win at congressional. Uh, so so tickets are on sale for that event too. If any of your listeners happen to be in the the D.C. Greater D.C. area, they can go to our website at qlnational.com. And then we also run the Hero World Challenge in Albany, Bahamas, which. Uh, is a uh, very special PGA Tour event featuring 18 of the, the top players in the world uh, in early December. So um, a lot on a, a lot on our plate, and um, it, it provides for a busy year. We do signature events as well, uh, in addition to all of the the programming um, that that our events and tournaments support. Yes, well, the Tiger Woods Foundation is. Uh... It's impressive. I've followed uh, your organization for, you know, a number of years now. And one of the things that you do that I've always loved is uh, your affiliation with the military. I've seen it here both at the Deutsche Bank and as well as uh, certainly at the Quicken Loans, especially at Congressional. Uh, I myself have written a lot uh, about the intersection of military and sports, so I've always been very partial to... uh, 
to simply how you honor the military. Again, I've seen it up close at the Deutsche Bank, and uh, and again, your work with you know in at the Quicken Loans is also uh, very impressive. So, could you take a moment to just uh, discuss that relationship? Yeah, absolutely, and, and we're very proud of um, the, the the programs that we're able to uh, put in place for the brave men and women of our armed forces. Um, whether it's a, a complimentary admission uh, for all, you know, active duty and reserve um, ticket holders and fans, and, and they we have a Patriots military outpost uh, at the DBC that overlooks the 17th tee. Um, which is uh, really packed all week. It's really the least that we could do to honor, um, again, honor our, our brave men and women of the, the armed services. And the Quicken Loans National, there's, uh, the, the entire week is, is really uh, centered on our military activation from the We Salute Our Heroes tribute wall that everyone who steps through the gate can sign and leave a message for, uh, for the troops or our Lockheed Martin Military Pavilion overlooking the 17th Green. Um, we really spend a lot of time uh, trying to, to find ways that we can, can, again, help and support and honor uh, and pay tribute to our, uh, our military in the tournaments, uh, not only at, at the Quicken Loans National and the Deutsche Bank Championship, but the PGA Tour in general, um, think they do a great job in in, um, in in executing that and really it's the least that we could do to uh, to, to, to say thank you to, to these brave men and women well it's wonderful it certainly is noticed uh, especially by people like me and uh, I think it's great well Mike I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to call in uh, it gets me even more excited uh, for golf season and looking out ahead on the horizon to uh, the Deutsche Bank Championship, uh, where the weather is always nice, sure, sure to be a little nicer than we've had here this month with the, uh, the snow of April here in New England. Uh, but that'll all be gone by August, and uh, I'm sure it'll be another great Labor Day weekend. I think you're right, and it certainly will be, and we're looking forward to it. And uh, thanks again for having us on, and again for your listeners to, to follow all of the action of the Deutsche Bank Championship. They can uh, follow us on social media at DB Championship. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Mike, and uh, appreciate your time. And it's time for our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps. 
Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Before we get started, just a big thank you to Mike Antolini, tournament director for the Deutsche Bank Golf Championship up here in New England every Labor Day weekend. Uh, Mike just joined us on the previous segment, and I uh, don't know about you, but he certainly got me excited for uh, for golf season, which is underway basically in, in full swing now with the Masters underway, and uh, I'm guessing it probably got you excited as well, AP. Uh, given that you're a golf fan like myself and love to cover the tournaments from time to time. Oh, yeah, it's always fun to hear someone talk about golf. and he's, he, I'm sure he was a very good guest for you to talk about the sport. And, of course, the Masters is right after the NCAA championship, and everyone looks forward to watching it the next weekend. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of golf, by the way, I just wanted to mention, since I know you and I have both covered this tournament, uh, I see where the Travelers Championship moved from its traditional June schedule to August this year. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing. I think that June, uh, you, you know, is always great in June, but also a very, very busy time, end of school year, things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be in August uh, starting this year. So uh, don't know if you're aware of that, but uh, I thought it was uh, pretty noteworthy, to say the least. Yeah, John, I, maybe it slipped my mind if I received that email about the change in schedule. I hadn't thought about it, but, but that's quite a move for the um, Travelers Championship to, to send it to August. So uh, we'll see what happens with that attendance. But I'm sure it'll be uh, a lot of people will be interested and they'll, they'll show up for that event. But it's very well run and they have a lot of good golfers at that event. Oh, absolutely. And their pro-am is just off the charts with... Uh you know, ESPN personalities like uh, Chris Berman typically participating, as well as uh, UConn legends like Gino Ariema, and he is now officially a legend with his 11th national championship uh, uh, just uh, in the bag. And, uh, yeah, so it really is a fun tournament. But, you know, switching from golf... uh, one of our favorite topics, of course, is college sports, which you and I focus on uh, at some point during all of our shows, basically. And it sounds like the NCAA made an interesting ruling today. 
Yeah, John, we've been talking quite a bit about the satellite camps and Jim Harbaugh that he makes a splash every year. He's been to Alabama and different places. And, well, today the NCAA ruled that they've banned all satellite camps effective immediately. So the Jim Harbaugh roadshow has come to an end for the moment. But maybe he'll come up with some, some other type of situation he can he can stretch stretch the rules and show up somewhere else, but I don't know. That's pretty airtight at the moment. You can only have a camp uh, on campus or where you practice regularly. So that's big news for the folks in Michigan who really enjoyed watching Jim Harbaugh go across the country. That's huge news. I mean, especially for us, we've been talking about it since last year when he made his first uh, satellite camp, and then this year it generated... Uh, uh, tons of attention uh, being held at IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida, and uh, you know it was a spring training of sorts, and uh, again was uh, generated lots of attention. Uh, you know, given our discussions of it, we we were loving it, both the fact that Harbaugh was doing it, and more importantly, as recently as I believe last week, you know, we talked about uh, what a wonderful world it would be. If all the colleges started uh, going to remote locations every spring, but for the moment, that's not happening. No, no, and I, I, I really think that it hurts the, the student athletes. You know, the potential student athletes. I mean, that's pretty nice to have the University of Michigan coach come down to Alabama or Georgia or Florida or, or someplace, and you get the chance to interact with them on a one-on-one basis. And this, the SEC was really the proponent to prohibit these satellite camps. I think the SEC and the ACC, so they kind of took a, 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 you know, had a sigh of relief with this ruling because they would have had to start going to these different camps themselves, probably. So, so I, I guess that they're happy. And but, but I think it's a, it's not a good rule. Really, I, I was for these satellite camps. I think it's fun for all these kids to meet with all these coaches from around the country. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but the NCAA thought differently, and they were persuaded, I guess, by the SEC to limit limit the opportunities for kids. And if it's against the kids, I'm not for it. Correct. Well, it is a disappointment. You know, I just thought it was, uh, you know, so 2016. I thought, I thought it was just uh, an idea whose time had come especially given the really raging success of, you know, uh, the, the one just held down in Bradenton with Michigan. Uh, you know, I mean, there was, you know, an offshoot of it all was pretty interesting, you know, where Harbaugh talked about, uh, you, know, you know, what a bonding experience it was, you know, especially, you know, for kids to get away from cold weather in Michigan and get down as a team down to, uh, to Florida. Uh, for spring break, uh, you know, it was just so perfect in every way. And, you know, I think it's just the way that the world was moving. I just thought it was, you know, an entry point into this becoming the norm. And, you know, I think, you know, just sticking with football, I mean, look at what the NFL has done in recent years with, you know, teams scrimmaging with each other, uh, typically the week before they play a, uh, a preseason game against each other, you know, so I know up here in New England, you know, it's, it's mean it's meant teams like you know the New Orleans Saints have come in and spent a week here in New England, and you know, 
this Harbaugh, Michigan thing reminded me of that. And I just thought, you know, it's just the way that, you know, the world is, you know, is tilting here in 2016. So disappointing news for now. Hopefully it'll change. I, it just, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see if there's an outcry or not, but it just doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't make sense to me that it would be banned because it was clearly super popular with with everybody, uh, including you know, the kids down in those areas, high school kids, high school players who, you know, got the opportunity to get an up-close look at teams like Michigan that they typically wouldn't see up close. So, Well, you know, it gave those, those, a chance for those kids to, to be a part of the camp. You know, they were getting some coaching from Jim Harbaugh and his staff. And I think it's, it was an opportunity to differentiate your program. If you didn't want to participate, fine. You don't have to. I mean, this idea that everything has to be equal for everybody, I think that's I – don't, I don't think that's in the best interest of college football. I mean, Nick Saban, he was totally against the satellite camps. He gave the – he made a statement said, you know, there's a hundred and something – Division One teams? Are you going to have to have a camp in you know Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Dallas, Houston? Well, no, you don't have to, but you can pick out a school. Or, I mean, a uh, state every year that you want to concentrate on. If they have some good recruits, and uh, go to that state and have have your satellite camp, and invite all those high school kids to participate. You know, you, you don't have to go somewhere if you didn't want to. If you wanted to stay home, that's fine too. But I, I thought that it was a chance for a school to have something different for their program to. You know, differentiate. Absolutely. Well, I can think of AP with this news is that, you know, if you step back and look at the calendar, college calendar, spring break, all that type of thing, clearly, you know, it was tilted for basically the northern schools to come south during, you know, spring break or, you know, that, that this time of the year, February, March, what have you. And, you know, you mentioned the ACC and the SEC as being against it. So I think that's probably, you know, how it was viewed, I, I'm guessing here. But I just think that they probably presented a case that sounded somewhat like, you know, everybody's going to get a chance to come down into our area, but we're not really going to get a chance to go up into their area. A lot of it just having to do with the college calendar. You know, it's IE as an example, I, I you know, I don't have a college calendar memorized, but I'm guessing that, you know, Alabama can't go up to, say, Pennsylvania, you know, in the middle of May and hold a camp, given classes are going on, that type of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if the argument had elements of that to it. Yeah, I'm sure that's the way the NCAA viewed this. And I think, though, it was a bad ruling. And I'm glad Jim Harbaugh had a chance to do it for a few years anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I'm thrilled that it uh, actually got, uh, you know, got held. Uh, I can only hope that somehow, some way, you know, maybe it changes. Um, but, you know, for now, I, I guess we'll just all have to live with it. And, uh, you know, it's just too bad. I mean, you know, I, you and I, we love like whether it's pro days that we've been to or spring football practices and spring football games, uh, you know, the more the better, right? It's just that simple. It would have just been another thing for us to, uh, for us to cover. 
Right. Yeah. It, it, it would have been fun to maybe go to another state and, and uh, take a trip over there and watch how Nick, Stab- Nick Saban's staff relates to the high school players. It would have been fun. No doubt about it. Um, well, AP, I, I appreciate you, you know, cluing us into this uh, breaking news, and it is big news. It really is for the sport that you and I both love to cover, which is college football, and uh, we shall see how it all turns out, but we'll have to live with it for now and and go from there. Uh, but why don't we take our break? Still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And uh, before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing and beyond, pick of the month, I should say, is just uh, NBA and NHL uh, games where... uh, this is the month when there's just a plethora of games, meaningful games, uh, all month long. And uh, it's going to be appointment television, to say the least, here in April. And AP, uh, it sounds like you have additional news uh, regarding college football and, uh, and the opening of the season, which suddenly doesn't seem all that far away. <laughs> no, it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't, John. You know, John, this coming year, uh, Labor Day weekend in the state of Texas is going to be unbelievable. Uh, Alabama will play USC in Arlington. Uh, UCLA will play at Texas A&M. And Notre Dame will play at Texas. And that was all scheduled for the same day, September 3rd, that Saturday. But they just decided to move the Notre Dame at Texas game to the next day, September 4th, on a Sunday. 
So that clears up the schedule for everyone to watch that game because it'd be almost impossible to watch all three of those, uh, uh, you know, that, that same day if they kind of overlap. I'm not sure if they're all at the same time, but that's the three unbelievable games with six, six uh, teams involved. Well, that is unbelievable. Uh, it's funny because I just interviewed in the first segment today, or second segment, Mike Gantellini, tournament director of the Deutsche Bank. Uh, golf championship, which of course has become a Labor Day tradition here in New England. So uh, uh, when we're not watching golf, there'll be some football to watch. But uh, wow, I mean, those names are the biggest of the big. Uh, Notre Dame manhandled Texas last year early in the season. I think it might have been the opening game. And uh, so Texas is going to have a lot to uh, play for back in their home state. So I think it's great they moved it. Uh, did they decide on a time? Like, will it be the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah, John, they haven't gotten the time yet on that Sunday. They haven't determined the time. And, then, and John, another game that day on the third in the state of Texas is Oklahoma will play at Houston. Wow. That's cool. American Athletic Conference defending champions, uh, Houston, and Oklahoma's Oklahoma. So... That's a good, that's a great game too. So uh yeah, Labor Day weekend. Uh I like the way that, you know, college football has really kind of grabbed that. I when I when I look at the evolution of back, you know, remember they used to hold those like kickoff games in East Rutherford, New Jersey at the old <laughs> Giant Stadium with right. like Penn State and teams like that. Uh so it's it's an interesting history, but they've taken it up a, a level. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's great because, you know, that, that weekend is open on the football front. NFL, of course, doesn't stop, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't start until the following weekend. So smart move uh, by college football. Yeah, John, I mean, uh, that Texas-Notre Dame game that happens to be the next day, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. Maybe trying to be there. Just it's not too far from you know. I'll be, I'll be in Arlington that Saturday and just cruise on down to Austin. So that game will be a home game for Texas at Austin Stadium, right? Uh, UT Stadium in Austin. That will be an event, uh, boy. I'd like to. Uh, that's one I'd like to attend as well. I mean, yeah, it, what a perfect weekend. Uh, obviously, you'll be in Dallas for the Alabama game and. Uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, boy, I'm glad you told us about that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to circle my calendar for that already. Yeah, John, they hadn't played that game in Darrell Royal Stadium. It was 20 years ago. Right. 20, 20 years ago they played uh, in Notre Dame won 27-24. So I know all the Texas fans, they can't wait to get Notre Dame in Austin. Oh, no doubt about it. And uh, lest we forget... Notre Dame and Texas, back in the day when you and I were growing up, played a couple of the greatest Cotton Bowls in history, uh, you know, in the 1970 time frame. Uh, unforgettable stuff for national championships and, uh, you know, the wishbone and those great Notre Dame teams. Uh, the, 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 those were some of those games I remember like they were yesterday because they were, you know, among the handful of games that just, you know, made me love college football. Oh, yeah, John, that was the, the 1969 Texas team. They had that one-point dramatic victory over Arkansas up in yep. Fayetteville. President Nixon had helicoptered in with uh, 
uh, George Bush was, I think, was a congressman at the time, and James yep. Wright, another congressman from Texas, and uh, it was uh, 14 nothing. they were down. He came back to win 15-14. Then Notre Dame had not played in a bowl, I think, since around 1927 or something of that exactly. nature. That, that was the first time they agreed to, to, to uh, <clears throat> you know, accept the invitation, and they played in the Cotton Bowl against uh, Texas, and uh, Notre Dame had Joe Theismann at quarterback and James Street was the quarterback for Texas. And it was a dramatic ending at the end, another dramatic ending for Texas. And uh, yep. th- there was a, uh, it was a fantastic football game I'll never forget. Uh, and then they, they matched up again the next year. Notre Dame went down there and they, they put a beating on them, actually put a beating on Texas. Exactly. And I always remember that famous uh, Texas running back. Steve Worcester, and I believe Jim Bertelson was his running mate. Uh, From Wisconsin, correct. Yeah, backfield for the ages there with James Street, whose son now, of course, Houston Street, one of the top closers in Major League Baseball for the past number of years. Uh, Yeah, but I'm glad you said that. I had forgotten that 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 was uh, an X factor with that, was that Notre Dame had not played in a bowl in decades prior to that. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the, the day they got back into the bowl game. Yeah, and, I mean, they made the most of it. They almost beat the number one team, and uh, it's memorable. And, and uh, yeah, another name had Tom Gatewood, a wide receiver. I, yep. Yeah, he's in the, going to go into the college ball of fame now. And, uh, you know, Thiesman was throwing it all over the place. You know, Texas was scrambling to keep him under wraps. But, uh yeah, that was that was and John. That was the last all-white championship team. Also, uh, uh, Texas was not integrated at the time. Their football team. Wow, amazing! Yes, it was historic, no doubt about it. And I remember my interest level was amped up because uh, a couple summers before, Joe Theismann had played in my hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania, in a baseball tournament. <laughs> he, he was the catcher for uh, the New Jersey team. Uh, but everybody knew he was the incoming Notre Dame quarterback, and uh, he was a tremendous baseball player, and I was able to walk six blocks over the course of this four-day tournament and watch, you know, the new Notre Dame quarterback. Little did we know at the time he was going to become a household name, which he is. Uh, but I was able to watch him play baseball and, uh, you know, never forget it. So I've always been a big Joe Theismann fan ever since. Yeah, yeah, John. He he was really great. He, I guess they actually changed his name with Joe Thiesman and the yep. the hype at uh, Notre Dame. They had to come up with something to put him in that race, so they just uh, changed it to uh, Theisman to run with Heisman. So he he didn't get the Heisman, but he got a lot of publicity out of that change in name. Yeah, and just to close it out, uh, a couple of years ago, I was down in Sarasota. It's St. Armand's Circle, walking through the little park there, and lo and behold, they were fil- Joe Theismann and Peggy Fleming, uh, the famous figure skater. They were filming an infomercial. So there was a break right when I was walking through, and I went up to Joe and <laughs> mentioned the story I just told about watching him play in Altoona. And he just, his face literally lit up. He remembered it vividly, and uh, we had a great conversation. So... Uh, again, Joe Theismann is an uh, uh, easy person to talk to and an easy person to like, needless to say. Yeah, he, he's, he's very engaging, and he always very. has an opinion, and uh, he's willing to discuss sports for, at, at length, and, and, that, and that's nice about him. 
Exactly, and that's exactly what we did that day. So, uh, well, I can't think of a better way to close out the segment than a trip down memory lane. Uh, and AP, thank you as always for joining the show and your added perspective with uh, the breaking news uh, uh, from the college football world. And appreciate you calling in as always. Yeah, thank you, John. My pleasure. I appreciate it. All right, and thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. We look forward to doing it again next Friday, 1 p.m. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.